Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I am Yamla, your host, your guide, a teacher for some and a soft place to fall for others. And I was a miserable failure in my relationships until I loved myself enough to be able to share my love with other people. Welcome to The R-Spot, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Today, we're going to talk about something that is important in establishing and maintaining healthy relationships. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries. What is appropriate, what isn't appropriate, what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable. We have to have boundaries. And for some reason, it seems that it's so challenging for us to create a boundary until people are running amok. Once they start running amok, then we want to put up the stop sign. No, 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 no. If you establish the, a boundary earlier, if you make specific requests earlier, if you have specific agreements early, early in the relationship, you have something to lean into when things start to run amok. If you don't have boundaries, what happens is when you find yourself sitting in a mess, then you're going to want to know what to do. That's exactly where my first caller is, in a mess, not knowing what to do. Listen to this. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to the R-Spot. What is the relationship challenge issue dilemma that you have today that we can explore together? Well, um, I have a challenge with my father and his wife. Um, they've been married for quite some time, but recently... In the last couple of years, his relationship with his wife has kind of seeped over into my relationship with my father. We had an incident last year and um, we went to get support and help from our pastor um, and had a family meeting that included her and my dad and my sister and I. And from that conversation, we had said that we would be cordial with each other. and. Um, so I said, you know, I would be cordial and, you know, there were a couple times where I would see her and I would say hello and she would either, you know, somewhat acknowledge me or, or not. Um, and then, you know, she would tell my dad that I didn't speak or what have you. I think the last time uh, where I kind of decided that I needed to distance myself from her was I went over to their house and said hello and she wouldn't even look at me or acknowledge me um and I just said you know I, that's the last time I'm gonna go over there and you know I'm now challenged with you know how do I continue to maintain a healthy relationship with my dad but yet still have these boundaries with his wife why does she have to acknowledge you I guess I think of acknowledgement of just like hello <laughs> 
you know, I think that when someone doesn't look at you when you speak or they complain about, and I think the challenge is like when I have spoken, she'll complain to my dad about that I didn't. And it's like, but I did, you know, and it doesn't seem as though. And, and what does he say? What does he say when he complain when he, when she complains to him and, and, and you say, but I did speak to her. I mean, what is his complaint? Does he have a complaint to you? I will say that his response is, I know, I know, I know you did. So then why is he bringing it to you? I think he feels caught in the middle. You know, he's always created this dynamic where, um, so where it was a relationship with her and her son. And then there's a relationship with, you know, my dad and his children. And so there's always kind of been this separate dynamic. And so he's always kind of been the go-between because we've never, to be quite honest, I've never had a relationship with his wife. And when they got married years ago, he never told us he got married. He never told his children. Mm-hmm. I can tell you don't have a relationship because you don't say my stepmother, you say his wife. Yeah. So that puts her on the outside already. And don't you think she feels that? Don't you think she feels like an outsider? Probably, yeah. So she's got a relationship with her husband. She's got a relationship with her children. She doesn't have a relationship with his her husband's children because there's never been no full integration. She's the other woman. And you don't like her and she don't like you. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but that's what you all have created. Right. You created it. You said, my father and his wife, his relationship with my relationship with his wife. Mm-hmm. Be cordial. So you you made an agreement with the pastor that you would be cordial, that you'd say hello. Correct. Did you make an agreement with the pastor that she would respond? No, that's correct. Was that in the agreement? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is your father mobile? I mean, does he get up? Can he go out? Can he do those kinds of things? Um, he can. Um, and we have you know, made, um, we have like spent time with him out, you know, gone to dinner or what have you. So recently we asked him to go to dinner for Father's Day. Um, and, you know, it's always kind of like, oh, I'll have to see and I'll have to, you know, there's some hesitancy, I guess. <sighs> so what is your question? <laughs> oh my what is your you asking me how to create a boundary with somebody you don't like and somebody that doesn't like you in order for you to be in relationship with your father who lives with the person that you don't like and the person that doesn't like you. Does that get is that about it? Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too is like how to, you know, maintain a relationship with my dad. You know, I understand he feels spot in the middle but you know my relationship with him is important yeah let me take this to another level because regardless of what you think or don't think you still got some animosity about really it's towards your father that he married this woman and didn't tell nobody so she's remained the other woman can you can you own that um can you own that she's an outsider and whatever feelings you have about he didn't tell you he was marrying her or anybody else. Have you dealt with that? Can I? Yes. 
and we and when we had the meeting with the pastor, we brought that to his attention. Yeah, but that's not her fault. That's that's not her fault. That's what he created. And do you want the red pill? Means stop. Don't tell me no more. Or do you want the blue pill, which is tell me what I need to know? I like the blue pill. Okay. If he had married Karen the orangutan, <laughs> your responsibility was to honor his choice. Right. And woman to woman, she is an elder to you. If your father is 78 years old, how old is she? 74, 76? She's your elder. Mm-hmm. Power don't run up, it runs down. It was for you to say to her, I'm welcome to the family. I, I know this may be challenging having adult people or whatever in your life, but I'd I'd like for us to create a relationship, woman to woman, that doesn't have anything to do with my father. How about that? Okay. What color does she like? What color does she like? What's her favorite perfume? Where does she like to eat? What's her, when's her birthday? How many birthday cards have you sent her? How many Mother's Day cards have you sent her? Have you ever said to her, thank you for for bringing some joy into my father's life? Have you ever done that, youngin? Because you are youngin to her. Hello? Yeah, no, I'm listening to you. It is incumbent upon you to establish a relationship with her. And she don't have to like you, but it's up to you to be respectful towards her. You don't like her. She don't like you. You go over to her castle because whether you like it or not, your father's home. She the queen in that castle. Mm-hmm. And here you come expecting the queen to bow to you. She ain't going to do that. If you don't have a relationship, don't hear me saying you did anything wrong, please. But here's another perspective. The blue pill. How many Mother's Day cards have you sent her? I don't. Oh. Do you know what perfume she likes that you could give her for her birthday? No. Oh, but you want to go sit up in her castle and talk to her king. Really? Yes, that's your father. And he made a choice. And the most loving and respectful thing you can do is honor the choice he made. You don't have to like it. Mm-hmm. But to honor him, you honor his choices. Tell me what you hear me saying. You don't have to repeat the words, but tell me what you hear and what I'm offering you. I mean, it sounds like you're saying, like, I need to show her respect for who she is in his life and their relationship. You know, I feel like I need to be authentic to myself as well, or true to myself. And so, you know, sending a Mother's Day card to her doesn't seem... What's a what's a what's a good place to start, I guess? We'll talk about that right after this break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made to be seen, very sexy push up bra from the very sexy collection in on trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to the R Spot. Let's pick up where we left off. You have not honored and respected her as the queen your father chose for himself. I'm just using those words, but don't have to be she's a queen. You know, she deserves an emerald crown. But you haven't honored his choice, beloved. Mm. What I'm hearing, which is probably hard for you and your sisters to hear, is that he brought her into y'all's life, so she has a responsibility to you. And I'm flipping that up, and I'm saying, no, no, this is your daddy who you love. You know how many women don't have a good relationship with their daddy? That they, they, they can't go to their daddy's house? that they can't take their daddy out for lunch or dinner? How many times have you all invited her to come out to dinner with you? A lot of times. And she doesn't go? Do you bring her back a doggy bag? Uh, absolutely. And and I, so that's the part, I guess. And, and I hear you. I do hear you. And I um, there's just so many years and years of things. <laughs> and we did spend a lot of years, yeah, I know. years of including her, uh, you know, inviting her over um, and things of that nature. And, you know, the last couple of years, things have just totally shifted. Well, he created that. <laughs> I'm sorry. He created it. And we're not going to beat him up or blame him. Right. But now it's up to the women. Right. It's up to y'all as women, junior women, elder women. The queens got to come together to save the kingdom, you know. And so I, I, you know, the only thing, because I, I don't know what boundaries you're talking about. You can't walk up in that woman's castle and expect her to do anything. That's, that's just not how it works. <laughs> it just don't work like that, as you can see. Can you see it's not working? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Um, no, I totally understand. I totally understand that because I, I would expect the same for anybody coming into my house. Right. And so my question is, though, if. Um, so if I go over there and the behavior continues, you know, the treatment, or I should say, um, or her response remains. If that's what you expect, that's what you're going to get. If that's what you expect, that's what you're going to get. You got to wipe the slate clean. If that's what you expect, 
That's what you will get. You can't judge today based on, I don't care if it was 56 years. You can't judge it today. You cannot. And yes, you have to be authentic to yourself. And being authentic to yourself is being able to be there for your dad. So the question becomes, what is it that I need to do so that I can be in loving, authentic relationship with my father without disrespecting the woman that he chose? I would ask her that question. Mm. That's just me because I'm bold. I come from Brooklyn. I'm bold like that. I'm coming right up in your face. But that's me. You don't have to do that. Where you live? <laughs> <laughs> Probably in, in the Midwest. No, the Northwest. <laughs> Where you live? Pacific Northwest <laughs> in Washington. Oh, yeah. See, y'all are strange out there. <laughs> y'all do something else. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm coming right up in your face. And I would come right up in her face and say, Miss Molly or whatever the hell her name is. This is not working. I, I'm no longer comfortable coming to your house. And we don't speak to each other. That hurts me. And it, and it makes it's hard for daddy. What do I need to do to make this right between us? We don't have to go get our nails done together, but I want to make it right between us, Miss Molly, so that you and Daddy can be at peace. What do I need to do? But then again, I'm from Brooklyn. No, I I, I, I like that because I, I it takes, like you said, it takes my dad out of the middle of it, and it's woman to woman. That's the only way you're going to fix this. Yeah. And you're looking at her, but he created it. And he let it go on because before y'all got to the pastor, he was supposed to sit y'all down and say, I'm in the middle of this. I love both of you. I want y'all to work this out. What do we need to do? That should have happened 27 years ago, but it didn't. Okay. So here we are. Now it's on you. Miss Molly, it hurts me. That might not be the truth. It probably pisses you off, but you can tell her it hurts you. (laughs) It hurts you because it hurts your daddy. Yeah. It hurts you because it hurts your daddy. And don't go barefaced, empty handed. When you come to ask that question, bring some roses or a bottle of honeysuckle or something. (laughs) A chicken wing, anything. (laughs) Don't just roll up like that. I apologize, Miss Molly. I, I, you know, I realized I have not handled this well. I didn't know what to do because you're the youngin. You have to humble. Now she may be old and bitter and don't care. I'll say that and say, okay, but that shouldn't stop you. Every time you go to your daddy's house, you bring her something. I don't care if it's a magazine. Because then she can't say you didn't speak. Hello. And I'm not making excuses. I just would say that, you know. I have like here brought over baked them something and brought it over. But the the thing I think that you're pointing out um, is I didn't say you know what do we what do we need to do and apologize. I didn't humble myself. And you didn't do it for her. You the 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 bottom line is, and this is what you've got to clean up. You don't like her. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For whatever reason, she may be a bitter old lady. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, she may be feed the birds and pick up stray dogs. I don't know. But you don't like her. And probably because of the way it was established, she was forced down your throat. 
You didn't get an opportunity to learn her, to know her. You probably don't think she's good enough for your daddy or nice enough. I don't, you know, you got to work that out. But you got to clean that up because if you think she doesn't feel it, you're crazy. We are all and all is one. We are all and all is one. What does that mean? We are all and all is one? We are all in this together as human beings. So you can't have a thought or a feeling that the rest of us don't get. You you just can't do it. Mm -hmm. So for whatever reason, she knows you don't like her or you have feelings about her. And I'm not saying you probably wouldn't leave us, you know, drowning on the side of the street. Right. But you what for whatever reason, you know, you have upset with her. And it's hard, you know, particularly the way we are educated, programmed, and conditioned in the society as women. You know, we're expected to compete. You know, you're you're competing with her on some level. She's competing with you on some level. And she may feel y'all are more important to him than her children. I don't know. She's not here. I can't speak for her. But this is this is an old thing. And what you just want to do is bring it into neutrality so that A, your dad's not in the middle, and B, he doesn't have to deal with the queen's wrath when the when the other people aren't around. And you, you've got some judgment about that. She don't treat him right or she don't do this or that. You, you don't think she feels that? Judgment? Yeah. And she probably judges you too, but I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to you. So take your time. Just really listen. Take these words in and argue with them. You know, in the church they say wrestle with this. Right. <laughs> wrestle with it until you get all of the objections and resistance subdued. And then you can do it. Because mm. you've got objections, you got resistance, you go, well, what abouts? And you've got, yeah. but she dids, and well, how comes? Wrestle all of that to the ground. Mm. Wrestle it down. This is about making it better for everybody involved. And as, as the adult woman here, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to transition out of what was into what can be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you're doing the right thing in the right way. But like I said, take your time. Wrestle it down. Wrestle with it. That gives me a breather. I mean, I, you know, kind of, yeah. 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 And in the meantime, call your daddy and talk to him, you know, call her, talk to her, whatever, you know, but and don't, don't try to do this with a false face. Because <laughs> what I'm saying to you as your elder, it will make sense. It will. I, re- I, re- I receive that. I respect it. Okay, my love. I want to hear how you make out. Okay. Okay, my love. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. It takes a masterful awareness and a respectful understanding to create boundaries for the things that are important to you and for you. Setting boundaries is not a sophisticated way to manipulate people to get what you want. Setting boundaries is a way to keep yourself and everyone safe. 
Setting boundaries is the way we let people know what we expect and what we can do. Setting boundaries makes us aware and in some cases uncomfortable in certain situations. But when you create the boundary in your mind, understanding what you're going for, it supports the creation, the maintenance of healthy relationships. And sometimes when you create boundaries, you have to do things that are uncomfortable. You have to say things that are uncomfortable, but you do it because it's for the good of the whole. And just because you create a boundary doesn't mean that everybody's going to like it. (laughs) That is not the goal. The goal is the good of the whole. It's important to have boundaries with your partners, with your children, but it's also important to have boundaries in your professional life. Things that you expect, things that you request, things that you require. And more important than that, It's important to know what to do when your professional boundaries are not honored. Take a listen. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to the R-Spot. I understand you have a relationship challenge issue or dilemma that we can chew on together. Yes. That's so exciting for me to talk to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm one of your biggest fans. <laughs> it's like I won the lottery today. Wow. Oh, thank you. So what is your relationship challenge issue dilemma? I'm a teacher of adult education, and I work with students who are 17 and onward. So there's no you know upper limit. Um, and I don't have an issue with my mature students. What I'm having an issue with is, my youngsters um, who have been through the pandemic, you know, they were the lockdown kids who a lot of them, they just drifted off and they never finished school or they were the kids with the cameras off. And now they're trying to get their high school diplomas to go on to post-secondary. And they're having a very hard time meeting deadlines and respecting my boundaries. So what I want to talk about is boundaries. Okay. You said meeting deadlines. Yeah. And your boundaries. So let's let's deal with the boundaries first. Tell me what you mean by boundaries. When I set a boundary, for example, sign up for your presentation because you're committing to that time and it means somebody else can't have that time and you need to show up and you need to be prepared. And time and time again with these young folks, you know, God bless them. Uh, I have compassion for them, but it's, can I do it tomorrow? Can I do it later? And the thing is, I have deadlines to meet uh, as a teacher. So I think that it's boundaries around my time, respecting my time and the class time uh, and respecting themselves as well. Well, you know, these youngins, they are a whole new breed of human. (laughs) (laughs) They are a whole new breed. They don't know that that's not a boundary. Uh, They don't know commitment, mm. integrity, and accountability. I call it the CIA. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They don't know how to make or honor commitments. They do not have integrity, meaning they say one thing and do something else. 
and they don't want to be accountable. They think they're entitled and everybody has to do it the way they think it needs to be done. It's not boundaries. Mm. Although boundaries are because they don't have boundaries. Of course, they wouldn't honor. They don't have boundaries around commitments. They don't have boundaries around integrity. They don't have boundaries around accountability. And it's not being demonstrated to them in very few places in the world. Yes. Is it being demonstrated to them? So that is the issue. So the the teaching then becomes, how do I teach them about commitments and choices and consequences and responsibilities? Mm. How do I bring them into integrity if they're here because they want to get a high school diploma or they want to do uh, post-secondary learning? How do I bring them into integrity with their intention, intention and their division? And how then do I hold them accountable for the commitment, the choice that they made? And how do I hold them accountable with integrity? Mm. Does that make sense? But it completely makes sense. And I have been exercising my no muscle <laughs> like never before. <laughs> uh, and, I'm, yeah. you know, honestly, I'm proud of myself because I have held to my nose. And, and here's the other yes. thing, Yana, I need to show to demonstrate, like you said, I need to demonstrate integrity to them. Mm-hmm. So that when the first person says, can I do my presentation tomorrow? I say, no, the 25th person has to get the same response from me because that's just not fair. That's right. right? And it it's not that it's not fair. It's not congruent and it's not an integrity. Mm-hmm. These youngins today, particularly that 15 to like 20, 21, not all of them. I'm not talking about all of them, but because these these are the young people that grew up in a car seat, in the back of a car, looking at the back of someone's head while they were on a device. The youngsters were on a device. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the young people that learn how to text a message and not speak it. Exactly. These are the people that eat their dinner out of a styrofoam box instead of around the table where there's conversation and teaching. Mm -hmm. So they have arrested development and that's not making anyone wrong or making, you know, the parents had to work, that, that, that they were latchkey kids, that they didn't have community centers to go to, drum and bugle corps, swimming teams, sports, because all of that is gone. So the devices, the disconnect in order to be connected was their way of being. So they don't have human skills. Yeah. They don't have communication skills. They don't have problem solving skills. And then because they get everything they want, they think they're entitled. You know, when you grew up and I, you're probably younger than me, I wouldn't even ask the teacher, could I do it tomorrow? The teacher said, do it Wednesday. You do it Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) When you say no, what is their response? Push back. Just push at those boundaries. And what does it look like? Uh, Just to, keep asking <laughs> the same thing again, again, uh, even though they've heard me say uh, no for a week and a half. Uh, and sometimes I feel really manipulated. It's- lack, lack of integrity, lack of integrity. And sometimes it's like, well, I bought this gift for you. I bought you a candle. I made you cookies. So now can we change the no to a yes? I feel really manipulated. Well, you don't have to be manipulated. Say, I'll take the cookies, but we can't change the no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's their hustler. They're running their racket. Yeah. I don't I don't know the construction of your classroom or how this process unfolds, 
but there are a couple of things that I would offer you. Mm. Okay, we'll do it right after this break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to the R Spot. Let's get back to the conversation. Day one, when their butt hits the seat in the classroom, yeah. you have them create an intention statement. Oh my God, Ianla, I what did is that. Your That's in- exactly what I did. Okay. <laughs> what is your intention? Because I've because I've learned from you, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in your abundance so- nation. <laughs> And we did our intention. Oh, okay, statements. okay. Yeah. 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 And that's your inten- so <laughs> when when they come and ask you, can I do it tomorrow? Uh-huh. And you say, here's the schedule. This is what we have to cover. This is what we have to do. Yeah. If you don't do this, you're not going to meet your intention. Mm. You're not going to meet your intention. It's just that yeah. simple. Yeah. I'll take the cookies. I'll take the candle. But I want you to understand, if you don't do it here, you're not going to honor your intention. Mm-hmm. The other thing is with the t- intention, also have them create a vision. Mm-hmm. What is your vision? You want to be out of here in six weeks, 12 weeks, nine weeks. And when you're out of here, then what are you going to do? And, and what are you you're going to apply to college? What college are you applying to? And what do you want to study when you get in college? And what are you going to wear your first day in college? Create the vision for them because the vision will pull them forward. But if they circumvent the intention, they're not going to make the vision because what you're doing now is you are holding them responsible and holding them accountable to the intention they created and the vision they hold. Mm. So it ain't even it's not even about your boundary. It's about their commitment to their self. It's about their commitment to their self and the choices that they make that either support 
or don't support their commitment than their intention. And that's how you, that's, that's what you hold to. That doesn't support your intention. To move this date, you're not going to honor your intention of getting out of here in six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. So what is the choice? And you can ask them. So what is the choice you're making right now? Okay, you're making the choice to ask me for an extension that's going to take you out of alignment with your intention. Is that what you're asking me? I can't support that. So my answer is no. <laughs> it totally makes sense. There's just one more question I have for you. If you don't mind, if I have, if I have a bit more of your time. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. So what I've noticed is that I'm getting pissed off. You know, the first dozen no's, but by the 101st no, my tone is not what I, I would like it to be. You know, it's a no instead of a no. Uh, so one of my colleagues said to me, you can say no without getting pissed off. And that really, really resonated with me and made me, me think about that. Uh, so I guess that's my question. Why are you getting pissed off? I'm getting pissed off because I feel it's, it's like they don't have any compassion for me. I have compassion for them. And they don't see that, that I have to meet my expectations. You know, I don't set these deadlines to the Ministry of Education, my principal. And so I have to be in integrity. So I think that I, I just feel really frustrated uh, and pressured. And I think that that's what makes me pissed off. Well, that's because you're attached to the outcome. Mm. You're attached to the outcome because you have people to an answer to. Yes. So you've become personally involved in the outcome. Yeah. If they don't do what they're supposed to do and they don't get out of school and you have these um, boundaries or these this structure that you have to work within, that that's not your problem. Right. Their failure to honor the, um, again, if we want to use the word boundaries, to stay within the boundaries. See, mm -hmm. a boundary is a protective device that allows you to say what goes on within this boundary. It's not a wall that keeps people out. It's a protective device. It's, it's a purposeful structure. So the Ministry of Education, the principal, whoever, they've given you these boundaries so that their projected outcomes can be met. People come here, they stay here three months, five months, whatever it is, and then we can move them into their choice, desire, intention to move on. So if they don't live within those boundaries, somehow or another you've made up in your mind that it means you're failing. Yeah. So you're attached to them doing it this way so that they can get out. And it's not personal. Mm. They're crazy. <laughs> They're teenagers. <laughs> They're, they are a whole new breed of human. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to detach from the outcome, support the intention, and help them recognize the choices they're making and the commitment that's required. But if they don't make it, baby, that's okay. Because mm -hmm. you stay within the boundaries that have been given to you. Yeah. So instead of being pissed off saying no, make a sign. Make a sign. Get you some colored index cards and write no on those index cards. And after the third time, just hand them the card. Don't even look <laughs> at them. <Yeah. laughs> 
Or put the sign on the desk. Put the sign on the desk. And when they're talking, point to the sign. If they keep talking, give them another card. Uh, you can you can make pretty flowers on the no, put some mm, fruit on there, mm, put a dead rat on there. It don't matter. <laughs> when they just hand them the card. Don't even look at them. Yeah. And then go on about your business. That's a great idea. If they idea. come back again, hold, hold a sign up. So you don't have to be involved. Mm. You're too involved. That's why yeah. you get pissed off. Yeah. Attached to the outcome. I totally agree. I feel sometimes like I want it more than they do. You do want it more than they do. Because you understand the value of it. Yes. Because they're young. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So I I hold so much value and so much honor in the work that I do. And I think that, you know, what I hear you saying is that I'm, I'm just too attached. Remember, a boundary sets the limits of movement or behavior. Mm. It's a, it's a construct um, that supports you in reaching a specific experience or goal or, or destination, yeah? Yeah. And boundaries are also signs and symbols of self-respect and respect for others. When you're honoring somebody's boundary... You're respecting what they say they need or what they've created to support their intention and what they're supporting their vision. But a lot of these young people haven't been taught self-respect or respect of others. They just haven't been taught it. And if they turn on the news, they're not seeing it. And if they look at the videos, it's not there. Mm -hmm. So they're making stuff up along the way. So when you start talking to a person about who doesn't know, have self-respect, who doesn't think anybody else is entitled to respect, they don't understand how to follow prescribed expectations and limits on behavior because it's all about them, particularly the 17-year-olds. It's all about them. Everything's about them. (laughs) (laughs) Make, Make a sign. Okay. <laughs> Get a bunch <laughs> of index cards, different colors, Love put it. some pictures on there, and the word no. <laughs> no. Doesn't support your intention, beloved. You're making the wrong choice. No, no. Yeah. My five-year-old great-grandson, when he wants to do certain things, and I say, okay, what's your, what's your choice? Because I've got to teach him because he's not seeing it in the world. Or when he does something. And I say, why did you make that choice? And I don't teach him punishment and you're bad and wrong. I teach this is a consequence. He knows that if he doesn't eat his broccoli, the consequence is no dessert. Sorry. that's I, I want you to have the ice cream sandwich. I do. I really do. That's why I bought him. But no broccoli, no ice cream. Consequence, not punishment. Mm. So no presentation, no graduation, not punishment, mm-hmm. just a consequence. That's so perfect. No presentation, no graduation. I'm writing this down. <laughs> 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 and like for me to be one of your students um, in the Abundance Nation, like that was just such an incredible delight. But to be able to speak to you in person, I can't even express it in words. Well, I appreciate that you're open to the learning, open to the healing. 
you know, you're a teacher, so that means you're on a lifelong learning line, just like me. In order for me to teach, I'm always learning. I'm always taking another class, another, so that I have pure information to bring forward. So go get your index cards, okay. make your no sign, make a nice no sign, laminate it, and just show them the sign. Yeah. Here. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't support your intention. Yeah. And don't be attached to if they make the choice not to do it and you have to give them an F. Don't be attached mm. to that. Okay. It's hurtful. It's painful. But mm-hmm. understand you want it more than you understand the value of it more than they do because they're young and they have to learn. That's how they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. I learned, you know, the old saying women have sometimes, you know, all men are dogs. But I learned that if I kept putting dog food out on the porch, the dogs were going to come to eat it. Right. <laughs> so I had to stop putting dog food on the porch. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. That means I had to look at me, not the dogs. Yeah. So now you can look at you, detach, make your no sign, hold your boundaries, and you'll be fine. Absolutely. Thank you so, so okay. much. Okay. Yes. All righty. Thank you, beloved. Yeah, I just love you so much. I love you back. (laughs) (laughs) You have the best day and the best summer. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. How do we keep ourselves safe? How do we keep other people safe? How do we do what is required? How do we support people in doing what they desire? Boundaries. But boundaries have other elements that both parties must align with. In order to have a boundary and hold a boundary, in order to honor a boundary, you must have commitment. You must make clear choices. You must have integrity. That means you must be committed to what it is you say you want. That means you must make choices that honor where it is you say you're going and you must be held accountable for your agreements, for your choices, for your commitments. And the only way to hold people accountable is to have clear consequences when a commitment is broken or a poor choice is made. Boundaries. Well, beloveds, we have reached the end of the very first season of The R Spot. I want to thank Shondaland and iHeartRadio for providing me, providing us with this space and opportunity to discuss an area of life that affects us all, that area being relationships. Then I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my guests for their courage, their trust, and their willingness. Thank you for being willing to share your story. And thank you for trusting me with your story and most of all, for trusting me with your heart. I do not take it lightly, and I just want to acknowledge and thank you. Finally, to all of you who listen to The R Spot, thank you. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for honoring yourselves and this work. Thank you for making our first season so successful, and it is because of you that we will be back for season two. So as my teacher once told me, Listen for the drum and for the calling of the drum. That's how you'll know when we'll be back for season two. In the meantime, stay in peace, 
in all of your relationships so that you don't find yourself in pieces. The R-Spot is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.